Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 277. We are at Podcast Talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami, just back from Otakon. And for somebody with a bad voice throat type thingy, you're still peppy and full of cheer. Well, I did get my Moe um, diet in this weekend because I was surrounded by Mados and Butlers, so it was a lot of fun. Did it, invo- <laughs> did it involve a bottle of Crystal Pepsi? No, sadly it didn't, but um, one of our uh, staff members who's out in Seoul, Korea, got me a bunch of Sailor Moon makeup and brought me some Haichu, so that was a lot of fun. But Nice. But you can get Haichu from anywhere, though. Yeah, but this one was filled with, like, moe moe feelings and, like, the feeling of um, her coming back for next year and joining us in D.C., so it had a lot more um, sentimental value. Okay, fair enough. I, I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. Um, yeah, Sorry about the delay on tonight's show. I'll get into that in just a bit. Um, we are live tonight, week of August 16th, 2016, here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern normally, and with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Oops, excuse me. Sorry about that. Chat class, such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Vogue Network. There's some information about the Vogue Network, participating uh, shows, and there is an IRC link. If you click on it, if you have a default IRC chat client, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. And a few people are asking if we're live tonight or not, and we're like, yeah, we are. We are. I just ran late, so... We're going to kind of speed things up, because we are definitely falling behind but we will do our absolute best to catch up for lost time or and all that craziness so we're gonna go around the room here with how was your week how was your day Ari well I went to Otakon this weekend which we'll get into Mm. and on Sunday night I got asked to work overtime and it's kind of threw me off ever since because I just planned on, you know, going to bed early on Sunday night because I was still tired and I, my vacation was over. And it turns out, yep, worked the midnight shift and didn't get to any sleep until like 3.30 the night on Monday afternoon. So I'm still kind of uh, addled over here. I know that feel all too well. I mean, hell, I was sleeping at... I ended up falling asleep at my computer with my headphones on, and I missed the initial uh, phone call. It's all good. Like I said, a lot of it is on me because of tonight, so... Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that in just a bit. Yeah. Mako Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, it's been very tiring. I, uh, 
could not sleep this weekend, so I'm trying to make up for it now. But, uh, yeah, other than that, Pokemon Go. <clears throat> I have no life, seriously. I go to work, I come home, I play Pokemon Go. I go to work, I come home, I play Pokemon Go. <laughs> you may be addicted, Win. Yeah. Well, she hasn't gotten around to renaming her, her um, character, her Pokemon to Sailor Senshi, so... No, the only Poke- the only Pokemon so far that I've renamed is a, uh... <laughs> my Psyduck that I caught at 420, and so I had to name it Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that I've actually named. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, last week I, I did go to Music Fest. I, I called in, and that was exhausting and amazing and hot as hell. Yeah, um, ended up going through the uh, Poke Crawl while I was there, oh. which was really fun and um, very alcoholic. <laughs> alcoholica, alcoholica, alcoholica. Yeah, I, I ended up drinking way too much that night, but I, I had to have at least one of the Pokemon themed drinks that they made. You lush. What was yeah, it called? It was the Electabuzz. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I- I'm, I'm definitely lush. <laughs> You've gotten weak in your old age there, Mako. No, I, I drank a lot. I drank way too much. Considering my last stop, I had a complete mug with wine, vodka, and liqueur mixed together. And even though that was full, I still got an Electabuzz and a Not Your Father's Root Beer. (laughs) So I I wasn't wasn't just, you know, double-handed drinking. I had three drinks. And that was my last, you know, that was at 10 o'clock at night when I should be getting ready to, you know, just sit and watch uh, Steven Universe and shit and hang out. Mako-chan, are you trying to make up for lost time? Yes. That explains a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Ichigo! Yes. <laughs> how was your week and how was your day? It was okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It, um, I just I ended up getting like reamed at Otakon with all the stuff going on, so it ended up being a really busy weekend for me, and um, it was a lot bigger this weekend. Unfortunately, I um I end up being cursed over the weekend, and what ends up happening is for the weekend of Otakon. Um, I end up having instances where I'm cursed to be in the Hilton the whole entire weekend. So um, I didn't really leave very often. 
but it was a lot of fun. The maids are, oh my God, it was insane. It, we had over 30 performers, so the maid cafe got bigger and I had competent staff this year, so I actually ate food rather than just the desserts that we were serving in the cafe. Um, and then as far as cosplay and stuff, um, I didn't cosplay this weekend. I caught, I, I was in my Lolita most of the time, but for the Sailor Moon commissions that I were, was working on all last week, and you guys heard about some of the progress on that, mm -hmm. um, they all wore them. <laughs> and so a bunch of guys who I told them they couldn't, um, I, I wouldn't make the commissions unless they shaved their legs before wearing them. Um, they totally trolled the people going to the convention and they totally trolled all the other staffers and it was really enjoyable. Um, they came into the cafe halfway or like at the end of one of the shows, at the tail end of one of the shows that we have, cause we do ours in, in setups like performances. And they, I was doubled over. I could not breathe. They looked fabulous, totally on fleek. And it was just ridiculous. It was wonderful. Cause it's all these like really bara men like in Sailor Moon uniforms that I was just dying. Um, so it was hilarious. I'll try and maybe get a photo for you guys that maybe we can put up on the website. And it was hilarious. It was wonderful. And they made my cosplay commissions look amazing. So I was very, very fortunate to have them. Um, other than that, uh, it seemed like the con, like everybody, all the staffers said, went terrifyingly smooth. So it was one of those instances where it was going to be... Like, we all thought it was going to be the freakiest end-of-year wrap-up kind of thing because of moving to D.C. next year. But for some reason, the biggest issues were that in Baltimore on Saturday, or Sunday afternoon, the Hyatt was having the Baltimore police have a rally there, oh, and then they had a bunch not, of protesters. Let, let's not get into that. Yeah, I that was scary. But other than that, the con went really well. Everybody seemed like they had a really good time. And otherwise, it was a very good convention. So it was very um, productive for me. Uh, I just have one question for you. Yeah. Did you just say fleek? <laughs> I, might, <laughs> I might have. Um, yeah, on fleek. Um, I have, you know, staying hip with the jibe of the turkeys. I don't know. I, yeah. I might have to revoke your black card. No! <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I just heard it. I hear it all the time from a lot of, like, the beauty um, uh, bloggers that I watch on, on YouTube and stuff. So I, I know, like, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just teasing <laughs> you. Anywho, we're going to extend the show a little bit because we have a couple extra guests coming on to this show. Um, Y'all know them. They have been on this show previously when we've talked about various conventions. Uh, Jared the Greek, who will be joining us later tonight because he is stuck in traffic, that poor bastard. I know exactly how he feels. But, for ne but until he shows up, his cohort in, in crime, Miss Scarlet Victoria, shall be joining us. And y'all know her as Ari Kagami Suze on Facebook. So, with the, with the power of magic and technology, I'm going to bring her in and call. And let's see if it goes through. I hear Let's just hope it doesn't require a sacrifice to the Skype guys. I hope not, because I'm running out of computers to do the sacrifice with. 
I think I think I even toasted my old phone where I can't even do it with that anymore. Mm. Just get a small girl and a dog, and you'll be fine. If you can see the expression on my face right now as I'm eating. Love you. This reminds me of a conversation I had with somebody. I was, they asked me, where do you find these people? To that, I responded with the same place I found you at conventions. Let's see if it worked. Ari Kagami, are you with us right now? Yes, I am with you. Live from California. Woo! How's, hey. that, how's that weather out there? That's all right. It's been a nice 75, easy breezy weather, but then again, I overheat easily, so mm. yeah. All right. I miss 75. <laughs> all this weekend, it was like a giant armpit in Baltimore. This it reminds me of the time I did Gardabelle with the full three-piece suit, and it was like 101 degrees out. Never again. Mm. All right. Before we take our break and all of that, um, Kagami, how's your What's week? What's up? How's your week? How's your day? How have you been since you've been on our show last? Oh, goodness. Well, like I said, I'm live in California, so I did a huge move from Boston to um, Los Angeles. And ever and since then, you. just been pursuing my dream, and right now, just currently looking at um, houses and um, condos. Yeah, adulting. Dope me. I think you I think your adulting level is higher than the rest of us here. Yeah, but if you ever want to live in, everyone live in, in California. I have like. The housing is cheap. For, I'm looking at places that where they have like really cheap housing and like luxury apartments and stuff. That's mm. not too expensive. Define not too expensive. This is um, fifteen hundred for a five bedroom townhouse. Uh, for for what a the fucking what? Uh, that's cheap. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if you want to like just come out to California, um, I'll probably I'll give you guys a room to rent. Wow. I don't know what I'll do with five bedrooms, but like I could use some friends. Well, we already know. Cosplay studio. Well, if I can find nice. work out there. I'm looking at the Inland Empire Riverside County, which is kind of like east of Los Angeles, but the but there's a lot of people like in our generation that's moving out there because the cost of living is so cheaper um, compared to like LA proper that they're actually the economy out there is actually much more affordable and there's actually and there's actually a lot more jobs and opportunities out there so that's one of the reasons so that's my life right now well at least you kind of got the reins of life together and i think from this point on we're going to make you the official anime jam session adult year adult excellent hmm if we go into the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, uh, Rageinator is saying that his rent is 500 a month, includes everything but my Time Warner services. Man, I remember when my rent was that cheap. Anywho. 
my weekend day has been a little chaotic. I ended up on a later shift than normal, so I'm like, okay, I can still get out on time, grab dinner, make it home, do the show. But you know what happens when you're on a later shift and people call out and people show up late and they don't get back from their breaks on time? Uh -huh. Yeah. So I'm hustling like a beast to get home and F train was screwed up so I had to jump onto the G train for a while, get the Church Avenue. Next F train wasn't going to my stop so I had to wait a little bit longer. I just got in the house maybe 45 minutes ago. And mind you, for the last six plus hours, I have not eaten. And that summer heat, I'm no good in. So I am eating. I am having my bottle of Crystal Pepsi. And I'm hoping that this hunger headache goes away. Because I'd rather not, like, cancel tonight's show and be like, I can't do this shit for, for a while. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I would I, I would probably just let it record and just listen while laying down because I know I'm going to end up falling asleep and be like, what the hell did I miss? And I know Mako-chan is going to play it. It's going to plot something. I'm plotting. What am I plotting? So you're Having gonna... more drinks. I can plot that. <laughs> I'm plotting that all weekend. See, I can just picture the staff retreat. Mako-chan walks into the hotel room with a drink and finishes it. Ichigo just walks up next to her and just hands her a, a red Solo cup. Mako-chan looks at it, looks inside the cup, shrugs and drinks it. And the cycle just repeats. I've done shit like that. <laughs> Ichigo's going to it, it was not pretty in the end. I mean, as long as it's from a trustworthy source, that's the thing. I mean, and I'm one of those good friends that if I notice that you're not feeling too hot, I'll give you water instead. Ichigo is either our designated enabler, or she's one half of AbFab with Mako-chan. <laughs> and the scary part is, I can actually picture that. That would be amusing. Yes, it would. That would probably make Rob Roberts a day. So, anywho, we are going to take our first break. Don't worry, as always, it's only one track. And when we get back, we are going to talk Otakon from start to finish, the good, the bad, and all of that. And Jared should be ro should be tumbling in to tell us more about his experiences. So, let's set this up over here. And I hope you like the, the musical break. And... We'll be back. God damn it, I forgot to turn the volume up. Hold on, let's try this again. We'll be back.
now that we got that out of the way, and during the break, there was a switch. Kagami has left, and Jared the Greek has arrived. Jared, are you with us? Hello? Jared, my friend, can you hear me? I don't see him. No, he's on, he's on um, Aries, um Facebook. I mean, uh, Skype, so... All uh, no, he's not. He's what? on his personal Skype. I didn't know that. All right, hold on. Um, yeah, so... he's on his account right now. What is? We're in a... different houses. <laughs> okay. I... All right. What is his uh, Skype? Hang on. Uh, let me just let me get that to you. Yeah, yes, please. Yes. To quote Rob Roberts, live radio, boys and girls. Oh, boy. Mm. Okay, I got it. Let me go ahead and do ye old search. There's mild hold music while we are um, dealing with some technical fun times. See, if I had enough time, I'd go ahead and pull the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> Friend request has been sent. Well, for those of you in the chat that are joining us, post your favorite thing about anime cons. Oh boy. Did anyone else go to Otakon in the chat? Maybe. There we go. And now we bring them in. I'm going to sit here and sip my chamomile tea. I'm going to drink more Crystal Pepsi. Okay. So I'll I'm grab here. some lemonade. That's screwing up everybody's timeline. Screwing up everybody's timeline. Who are you? Uh, Doc from Back to the Future? I do a lot of stuff like that. I screw up everyone's stuff. It's what I do. It's what I do best. Oh. Welcome. Oh, can everyone oh. hear me well? I don't know how uh, good my mic is behaving oh, right it's now. Really, it's really good. I ain't complaining. I ain't complaining. We can, right. hear, we can hear just fine. But I'm hearing an echo. You shouldn't be. I have my headphones on and everything. Uh, no, I'm not hearing it now. Oh, I was. Well, it's gone now. So, anywho, what we're going Weird. to. What we're going to do, Jared, uh, we're going to play some music, and we're going to have you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your week has been. So, Jared, welcome to the show. How have you been? How was your week? How was your day? Uh, wow. Um, busy. I know that uh, feel. Getting, getting out to uh, Baltimore was uh, 
a, mid, a nice little midnight flight, and that wore me out, and that had a Otakana course, which was crazy. But outside of that, I had a bunch of work I had to be taking care of because, of course, there's a bunch of fall conventions that are like, hey, do panels, hey, do this, hey, do this. And trying to get everything sent out on time while also having to go to events is a pain in the ass. Mm. I know that. Them deadlines, though. Yeah, I know. Cool. All right. We got that out of the way. For some reason, I feel like playing the theme from Sanford and Son as we talk about the convention. Because, you know, it's always the drive that gets you down there, you know? Yeah. Alright, so this is our Otakon special. And I don't want to call this the farewell Otakon special because, you know what? There's going to be one next year, but I understand that people are sad it's no longer in Baltimore. Well, you have the city of Baltimore to blame for that, so. Anywho... Let's start things off with Thursday. Ari, tell us about your adventures on Thursday, then Jared, and then uh, Ichigo. I, I didn't really have a whole lot of trouble getting down there. Um, <clears throat> I had packed everything in like 15, 20 minutes at around noon or so. You know, got all got all my uh, money together and whatnot. Just make, had to make sure I had everything cashed in the about 200 some odd bucks and change mm -hmm. because uh, because some uh, bills were being p paid and my uh, bank account was tied up and waiting for them to get all posted. I know that feel. Ow. You okay? So, yeah, just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what I did. But, uh, it's... Oh, yeah, like, the day before I got my uh, King of Super Effective style shirt made at a t-shirt place at the mall and I wore that down on Thursday oh, that's cool that, that shirt is pretty awesome thank you uh, let's see got to got to the hotel but the big problem was you know driving around trying to find parking because valet parking at the hotel was $32 a night screw that yeah and and the big sign point was well, you got unlimited in and out throughout the weekend. I'm not going to be... The car's not going anywhere for the weekend. Hell, I didn't. I don't even take my keys with me when I park, my, when I park the car for a convention. And then there were some issues to be had with checking in and verifying everything. And that led to a bit of awkwardness, you know, because I think it took them like 45 minutes... To an hour to resolve everything. And, I'm <clears throat> everything. and I'm still dealing with that on my end, so I'm hoping everything has smoothed itself out by the end of the week. Uh, but yeah, I had I bought food for everyone in the room. You know, got everything out nice and laid out. And <clears throat> I figured it would be the only time I would get to do it this to do this, so this weekend because you know there was the the hotel was a little bit away from the convention center itself and you know getting back and forth would be a hassle so i ended up going to the pool mm -hmm. easily have the, the best pool out of the hotels i've ever stayed at there and it was like a real pool too like it had a very you know explicit deep end which is like eight or nine feet what, what threw me off was they told me 
yeah, we have a rooftop pool, so I'm thinking, oh, wow, it'll be, like, on the very top of the building, and look down and everything. I look in the, when I get in the elevator, see the buttons listed, like, it's on the cabana level, so you see, L, C, 2, 3, wait, mm -hmm. C? Yeah, it's on the first root floor. Well, it's on the roof of the first floor. A little bit of false advertising. Whoops. It is technically on a roof, though. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it was nice, you know, had, had fun swimming around. It was nice to relax. Our hotel room was uh, looking right over it, so whenever we looked at the window, we could see, like, straight down into it. Oh, okay. Which was nice. But, yeah, I, I was the first to arrive by several hours, and I occasionally talked with the Jared and his roommates for a little bit when I, while I was waiting for everyone else to come. That's cool. So that was yeah. the uh, gist of what happened on Thursday. Okay, um, Jared, how did your Thursday go? Well, it, my Thursday began on Friday night because I had to fly out from the West Coast, which it was a decent flight. It actually wasn't that bad, come to think of it. Um, and we just got there, you know, had to take a light rail over from the airport. And no, not too bad. Nothing, you know, nothing really, not a travel horror story. Getting in the hotel, we got in there relatively quick, despite, you know, some problems, you know, like, like I already mentioned. Mm -hmm. and, and you were talking about. But after that, it was me laying on the bed for a few hours while, of course, Scarlett runs around uh, grabbing one of her, waiting for one of her friends to show up so they can hit the Matsuri and then grabbing me and dragging me off the bed and saying, nope, time for you to go to Matsuri with us. You know what? So. I can just picture you. I can just picture this. Ari, she just grabs you by your supposed pigtails as we're going to Matsuri. You're just still sitting there like hands and legs crossed. Like you're just floating along, you know, like I can just picture that. It really is kind of that way. Uh, if anyone, you know, obviously this is an anime podcast, so anyone knows that character in the series who's like the whole, oh, no, I'm fine. I have my book. And then the gonky character is like, nope, grabs the person by the arm and just drags them. Mm. Uh, that is usually... <laughs> when it's Actually, I can picture her being like, she would be Haruhi and you would be Kion. Yes, that is... Actually, a lot of people have made that comparison of the two of us. It is not entirely uh, inaccurate. So... It's one of those kinds of things where you're like, uh, I'm tired, but whatever, let's do this. So I got to check out the Matsuri. It had a bunch of little shops, you know, featuring, you know, knickknacks and Pocky and various Japanese foods. They had a decent uh, band playing. The guy apparently had done some music for various TV shows and stuff. He's been around. I don't remember his name, but he was really good. And then, you know, wrap, wrap up the whole Matsuri thing by getting the most uh, anime convention of foods we can get, Shake Shack. Um... <laughs> because we wanted to make sure there would be no crowds around. And then we went back to the hotel room, ran into Ari, which was cool, and, you know, just kind of hung out for the rest of the night. But it was not a bad Thursday overall. I mean, even if I was just wanted to sleep the whole day. Sleep is for the week. Yeah, I know. And, and I think it's just me. I, I always find myself saying, Shake Shack, highly overrated. I didn't know there was one in the area, so mm. I didn't go to it. It's thing, a little bit of a walk, but it's not too bad. And to think, five plus years ago, they started as a as a little spot, 
in Washington Square Park on 23rd Street. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that's where they began. We were yep. having a discussion as to try to figure out where they began, and I didn't realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Yes, and to this day, the original location, if you're not there when you open up, you're probably going to be there for at least a good hour on the line. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Ichigo, how was your Thursday? Thursday? You guys are funny. I totally came in on Thursday morning at 4 a.m. Um, <laughs> I'm a staffer, so I run the Maid Cafe there. Um, for those of you who have been to Otakon, I always say come to the Maid Cafe because I selflessly plug. But it's a lot of fun. Um, it is a lot of work, though. So what ended up happening for me on my Thursday was we do boot camp. So what that means is all the performers come in, and we make sure that they are up to snuff with their uniforms and their mm-hmm. dances and stuff like that. As far as socializing and getting out of the Hilton, it really didn't happen for me. So I'm really glad that we've got some people that got to actually see the convention, the Matsuri, and things of that nature. But for me, it was really just trying to make sure my department was on on point and make sure all my people were comfortable and everything. But the performers were really excited, um, and I think it bled over into the attendance. Um, As far as the rest of Thursday, it was basically just ramping up the department, making sure everything was up to snuff and making sure all the paperwork was filled out. Other than that, I think Thursday night we uh, we didn't end up doing too much for dinner. I think we ended up getting dinner at one of the pubs or something, and that was my Thursday. So mm. um, I got in super late because my husband has a human job, unlike mine where I run my own business, so I do my own hours. So he had to get home before we could leave. Um, to get to the con so it was just kind of a really really late early morning and late night for me Um, but other than that it was a lot of fun Um, so that's that's how my Thursday kind of went you know I could just see you Ichigo just standing there with a hybrid of military fatigues made outfit with the giant (laughs) drill instructor cap and you're doing inspection on all the maids and butlers, you know, and you got the sunglasses on and you look over and you dust the collar and you do the white glove test and you realize somebody is out of line and you just start calling them a maggot and tell them to, you know, fix it up. You disgust me and all that craziness, you know. Um, I wouldn't put that above myself. Uh, they call me Maid Mama for a reason, and apparently I have, like, a Moe Moe Mafia now because <laughs> a lot of my performers, they, they fall in love with the family aspect. And every, we, we have a meal on Friday, on, on Saturday nights, where they all get to kind of come out and enjoy a meal together. So it's very much like a family. Um, so even though they work really, really hard, they do get a lot of friendships and stuff like that. But I've had a few of them that are like, if anybody talks against you or anything, you just call me up and we'll kneecap them. And these are some of my, like, cute moe <laughs> maidos. And I'm like, this is dangerous. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'll call you up. I'll keep you guys on speed dial. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. You know, you you know what it you go. Hmm. I think from 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 this point forward, this is going to be um your your theme song in my phone. When if you ever call me, right here. Oh God. It should play right about here. 
Mako-chan should know this. Nice choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? The two people from Jersey known about the Sopranos? <laughs> yes. It's it's the Sopranos with petticoats. Um, it's been funny, though, because um, with the the way that gophers work, that's what we call our performers. They're, they're dedicated gophers to me. Basically, Go they this. report to me. Gopher that. Is that <laughs> they've been working with us for so long and the gopher ops, um, which is what we call our gophering uh, group and in the Oticon is um, they, they've, they've been working with me on this so long that like on the paperwork, it's basically like, Oh, cat signed that up. It's okay. So we were joking all weekend that I could have written like murder, 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 murder in their hours. And they would have been like, Oh, cat, you know, cat filled it out. It's fine. It's all good. And they, <laughs> so it's just like an ongoing joke. Like they, they are always really great. The staffers are really amazing. I, I don't know if I could do this at any other convention. So I was really, really, I, I was made almost to cry all the time. But like I'm a total happy Vulcan. So the only actual emotion that I emote is happy. So you won't see me cry usually. You won't see me usually get angry. But you'll just see me get really happy all the time. So it was a really nice experience. Yeah, just dump the bodies in the harbor. No one will yeah, notice. Yeah, right? No one will notice. I mean, it already has, like, what? Like, the pH of the water in Rio, right? Just, just, <laughs> add, a little, just add a little bit of Old Bay seasoning. Nobody will know the difference. Oh, man. Ew. You haven't lived till you've had caramel Old Old Bay ice cream. That sounds good, actually. I like Old Bay, but, you know, I'm just strange that way. Ew. You must be, <laughs> because my friend Baltimore Lauren took me to this ice cream shop outside of Baltimore when I went to go visit, and they had this, and I had a sample of it, and she was like, yeah, it's an acquired taste. You're telling me. Oh, whatever, I mean, Old Bay is just stuff like uh, paprika, celery, salt, black pepper, red pepper, cloves. It's like a, like a jerk seasoning for for shellfish is basically what it is. But I know that it's it's a very acquired taste. I, I have a bunch of Marylander friends, like who are native Marylanders who've lived there most of their lives or all their lives, like they've never left, and and they don't like it. And I'm like, well, I guess I must be more Marylander than you, ha ha. Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a restaurant chain around me called Chicky and Pete's, and one of their f- feature dishes is crab fries, which is just French oh, that fries. Sounds so good. Dust and old that that does. I, I I'm in. <laughs> Let's go, Jared. We've got this. Like like I said, just fry up some French fries and salt and cover them with Old Bay seasoning. There you go. They also charge like seven or eight bucks for an order. As oh please, as, I could cook that in twenty minutes. As Told far you. as the joke on Shake Shack, though, uh, it was a little overhyped for me this past weekend. I did go during the panic meeting that we have like two weeks ago before the convention and stuff, but this weekend it was line out the door every single time I went by. Well, so I definitely um, checked out the Five Guys instead. Not gonna lie. So what we decided to do while the hosts were talking about food, we secretly replaced the old base seasoning with adobo. Let's see if they notice a difference. <laughs> That's so dangerous and wrong, but I would be able to tell. Like, there's a chemical flavoring in adobo that you just can't get past. I actually have adobo in my pantry. So do I. I mean, it's not bad. It's just a seasoning salt, but there is, like, an MSG or, like, a chemical component in it. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't you didn't get food from the Jimmy John's next door. 
Oh, I can't eat it. It has so many preservatives. They probably oh. still have yoga mat in their bread. Like, they're literally down oh. the hall from me when I ran the Maid Cafe out of the Hilton, which I'm glad we're kind of leaving so we can go to D.C. Because the Maid Cafe is going to expand, like, three times. We're going to be so big. Um, our petticoats won't fit. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it, I can't eat their bread. I get horrible, horrible headaches. It just it makes me so sick. Gotcha. 90% of the time I was in the area of the Jimmy John's, the line was out the door and around the corner. Oh, yeah, no, they wrap around to the hallway. They wrap around to the hallway where the maid cafe happens, and, like, it's literally, I'm like, damn. They're not so fast, I'd freak. I mean, they can't handle con-goers. Meanwhile, the people that bought food from Walmart are going, (laughs) Jimmy John's, the official sandwich of Suplex City, bitch! Which is right next to Viperville. And moving right along, let's talk Friday. <laughs> let's talk Friday. I, I don't I don't need Mako trying to throw me up against the wall. Nope, 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 nope. Ooh, Senpai noticed you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's going to be like one of those anime moments where he gets all blushy, blushy, totally moe, and Mako-chan's going to be like, yes. It's more like she rolls up her... A shirt, balls, fist, and go stompy, stompy, punchy, punchy. You know. <laughs> That's the lead up, though. It's like it's like a plot twist, you know. Lord Jesus, Jesus I, Lord. I, I'm I'm just gonna sit here and read my fan fiction. Thank you. You mean your sm- <laughs> you mean your smutty fan fiction? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Called it. All right. Friday. Let's talk Friday. Uh, Ari, how was Friday for you? Uh, Friday was not bad. Um, I went first as Bear Hugger. Mm-hmm. And um, it was surprisingly hot walking around without a shirt on and big bib overalls on. Which is odd to me because if that if not, excuse me, I was wearing like multiple layers and dying. So I figured if I wore like no layers or one layer, it'd be way better. So I'm surprised you were getting killed in that uh, that outfit. Yeah, I, I was sweating a lot, and, you know, the the gloves made my hands sweat a lot, which made it, which only made it kind of awkward because I was, you know, pulling it, pulling my hand out to take pictures and whatnot. I took a lot of pictures this weekend, like several hundred at least, like way more than I usually do. Uh, let me double check. I still have them on my camera. <sighs> really? Uh, let's see, almost three hundred. Wow. And I will eventually get them up on my Facebook page. <clears throat> um, one of our, one of the guys in our room, Nate, he uh, hosted a panel about Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which uh, nice. I, I don't know if you've met him, but he was the one who, who was also a pro wrestling fan who, who liked to reference uh, the brother, the uh, final deletion story arc with the uh, Hardy Boys. <laughs> no, I didn't. Have, I didn't have the pleasure of that, but that would be a lot of fun. If you if you heard a guy in the other room go, "Brother Nero," he was talking to me. Well, the thing is that, uh, at least as a bonus for the hotel, the room's walls were pretty decent. I mean, I didn't hear either you guys get loud or the people on the other side of us get loud, so that was kind of nice. I, I'll give points to the hotel for that because I've been to plenty of hotels where so the walls are like paper thin and it's super uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, generally, I. I was, you know, pretty chill, you know, last night because I didn't feel like making a lot of noise because everyone else came in, like, super late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I heard people. I heard someone like at your door. I heard that when they got to your door, they were a bit louder than they probably should have been right at your door. Um, so I probably did hear some of those things, but I was kind of half out of it to remember exactly what anyone was saying. I'm going to assume both rooms were right next door to each other. Yep. Yes. Sweet. They didn't fuck that part up. Sweet. Yeah. After after the way they handled the. Uh... The checking in, I wholly expect we're up in the twelfth floor, and I expected the up there'd be there'd be like seven or eight floors in between each room. I wouldn't have put it past them. I know, right? Yeah, I was expecting it to be that way, actually. So yeah, went went to a whole bunch of different panels. I managed to see a panel on a on Man at Arms. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that guy? From He-Man, right? No, 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 no. It's this YouTube channel. These, oh. these guys are blacksmiths, and and they've made you know fictional weapons from you know video games and animes and stuff like that. Oh, you mean like the guys who just made the um, the Aquaman's trident and stuff? Mm-hmm. The last act- the last one they showed off was uh, the Sword of Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I nice. actually helped their Aquaman cosplayer make his armor. I taught him how to do that. Fun times. Small world. <laughs> Six and, degrees. And I found out that there's like, is usually like six months in between, you know, when a video, like, when, when a uh, season, when one of their, <clears throat> let me try this again. They'll shoot like several episodes in the span of a week, you know, forging all the materials and all that. And it could be like several months in between, you know, these sessions, mm-hmm. so it could be anywhere between like six to like eight months or so. But when uh, they might listen to a suggestion on a on our comments, you know, about what weapon you want to see, because that's what everyone said, does in their uh, videos. They like they respond with what weapon they want to see next, and that's the only way they listen to suggestions. And speaking of tridents, like one of the things I want to see is. Um, Asgore Dreamers Trident. Which would be fun. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And I got my picture taken a lot this, a lot on Friday. Like, That's a hell cool. of a lot. Like, which is weird because on Saturday, as, as the Hoenn version of Ash, I only got, like, a handful of times taken. I was, but on Friday, it was, like, at least, like, 20-some-odd times. Hey, bear hugger's lovable. Love that guy. Yeah, man. I don't know if they're like that familiar with Punch Out. They just see a big fat guy in overalls and wandering around, not giving a shit about anything. I honestly don't know. But still, it's fun to get my picture taken. I did actually run into a couple of little Max. Well, that's always cool. They could get the little pictures of them and stuff. Oh yeah, like a mini photo shoot. Especially one where I had, like, three of them, like, lunging at me at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, Friday was pretty fun for me. Mm. Okay. Um, Jared, how was Friday for you? Uh, busy. Um, and pretty good, actually. It was one of the... Yeah, well, we'll get to when I got to negative stuff. But I was running around doing a lot of panel stuff. Um, I'm not going to go through every single one of what it was about, but, you know, I hit up the Conti panel because I'm a huge Conti collection person. Um, actually, it was 
brought back one of my old clamp cosplays, did the cosplay gathering for the clamp people, and I felt so sad because there was like seven of us. <laughs> it was like um, uh, Sakura from Cardcaptor Sakura, a uh, couple people from Subasa, a couple people from X, and like me as uh, Watanuki from Triple X Holic or Holic, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And I just felt like, where's all my clamp clamp friends? We used to be like a hundred of us, fifty of us, a thousand of us. Um, and now it's like there's less than ten of us, and we're like, hey, we're the clamp people. So that was kind of one of those weirder moments for me because I was expecting that to be a bit more in terms of people. But it was nice to get a little bit of love. I haven't worn Watanuki in years. It was one of my like first five cosplays. And when I was doing some cleaning recently, I came across the jacket and I was like, oh my God, my Watanuki jacket. I need to wear this again. Cool. So that's kind of why I did that. And I, I mean, just over the years, I've had multiple clamp things, but that's something I haven't worn in forever. And I thought that was kind of fun. Um, I got to see the dub for Gundam The Origin. I watched the first episode, didn't get around the second one because there was a different panel I wanted to hit. And... It's one of those things where it totally reminded me that me and Scarlet need to cosplay as uh, young Rambaral and young Haman because basically our relationship, <laughs> it is pushy, pushy person and person who just feels put upon uh, going on adventures to save people. So uh, as one of the plot points in that, I like Gundam the Origin, the English dub I'm kind of so-so on, but I tend to be so-so on English dubs, especially nowadays because... You have some really talented people who've been around forever, and then a bunch of greenhorns who can't act to save their lives. Mm. And it just becomes really problematic in modern dubbing. Um, but thankfully, all those guys who used to be really good in dubs moved on to video games. And since I play more video games than I watch anime dubs, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, let's go one of the highlights here. Oh, the first anime uh, was the name of one of these panels. And it was all about, like, um, early like 1910s um, animation that Japan was kind of working on. And it went into like the propaganda films of the 30s where you're watching like evil Mickey Mouse invade Japan. Oh God, <laughs> I saw those. And the I... legendary like heroes of Japanese folklore team up to fight Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, Popeye, um, some British guy I never heard of. Yeah. Um, and so some of those videos were really crazy and I just kind of cool seeing all that stuff, you know, pr all the pre Astro Boy kind of things. Um, I'm, I'm huge into that kind of history. So seeing that, that panel was actually a lot of fun for me. And, uh, you know, some of the panels weren't all that great, but I guess the last little highlight I'll talk about was we went to one of the video rooms, got around all 10, 30, 11 o'clock, somewhere around there. And they were showing just your standard, you know, various anime parodies. So they showed, at least what we saw, was um, World's Strongest, a Dragon Ball Z abridged. Um, that was just kind of fun seeing that on the big screen. Uh, the first episode of Phoenix Wright abridged, which is terrible. And then the beginning of, uh, God, I can't remember what it was called. But it was like endlessly long. And it was like, it began as a Kenshin parody, then kind of became a Romnahoff parody, and then kind of became a parody of something else. And we just decided to quit. It's done by a guy, uh, by a group that used to do a lot of those old things, old videos back in the day. But God, it just like, it was one of those, like we looked, I'm like, no, no, it'll be over before midnight. And it got to about 1145 and they're still introducing characters. I'm like, never mind, It's not. Let's do, let's get the heck out of here. Parody and we go outside and we look at the, the time for how long that one was going to last. And it was going to last until like uh, one o'clock in the morning or something like that. It was like basically a 
parody length movie and we're just like well screw that we have stuff to do on saturday it was parodyception it was something like that yeah and it just it was just just on and on and on yeah and it was really kind of sad because we were all excited after watching you know you see some dbz abridged and you get all pumped up and then like everything else is just like this slope down (laughs) and it's like oh man we, we just wanted to laugh and look, if someone out there likes whatever that movie was, which I don't remember the name, or they like Phoenix Rider Bridge, that's perfectly cool. I didn't find either funny. But watching, they could have just played a bunch more DBZ abridged episodes, and I would have just been perfectly happy. Or played like This is a Taku Dumb, or played uh, which like I have, Road Busted. Which I have on DVD. Nice. So, I mean, there's some parodies I would have enjoyed more to see, or even seeing um, uh, Fanboy Soze on the big screen again would always is always fun as well. So there's there's ones where I would have enjoyed more. But you know, at least I got to see some new stuff. And you know, good enough, not a decent enough way to finish the night, I think. That's cool. Okay, um before we continue, my headache is getting a little bit worse for wear. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of take a chill pill for a bit, grab some some meds out of the cabinet. Going to rest for a bit. Itch you go, talk about Friday. Y'all do the round robin for Saturday, and I'll be back in a few, okay? We got you, fam. Thank you. (laughs) By the way, um, I will be listening from time to time. Okay. (laughs) Big brother Ranma. Um, (laughs) So I started off Friday kind of early. Again, I got got to bed later, but it was, it was, well, it was good. I, of course, again, I run Maid Cafe, so my weekend end up ends up not being that exciting. Um, I end up being, as I was saying earlier, cursed to spend my four-day weekend in the um, depths of bowels of the Hilton. So that my curse was ongoing at that point. Um, and so I had new staff to train up so that I can maybe take a break in the next few years. And then as far as what I did is... Um, we rechange, we changed around the cafe a little bit, so we actually ended a little earlier in the day than I'm used to, and so I ended up having time to go to a late night panel. Yay! Oh, what'd you end up going to? Under the bed, Japanese horror and anime. Oh, cool. So I, I, used, um, to, I was about to say I used to do horror panels, so I love seeing other people's horror panels. I'm sad I missed that one. Oh, it was so cool. Um, I, I'm good friends with the people of Anime Pit Stop, and I do panels. I don't do horror panels, but I've started to do panels on armor making and stuff like that because that's my daytime job. I teach cosplay making classes, so that's I, I try to do panels on stuff to get beginners excited about building costumes. But the panel that I went to is Under the Bed, Japanese Horror and Anime, um, and they had some really cool stuff. So they had you know, your, 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 your Parasite and your newer stuff, um, and things like Vampire Hunter D, and, and they went over all the old school kind of like Berserk, like the things you know. And then they went over the stuff you didn't know. So Shoujo Tsubaki um, was a, uh, it was a show that apparently had been so horrible that they actually burned all the tapes and all the movies of it. Um, and so what ended up happening was you can find bits and pieces of it online. It's called Shoujo Tsubaki. And it is um, basically the Camellia Girl. And, and it was kind of set towards the Showa period in Japan. Um, it has a different retelling of different origins. So it doesn't really, you don't really know like where it's come from. But there was a clip, huh, 
if those of you are sensitive to uh, to uh, violets or horror, um, there's a clip where she's raising these puppies under the house, and all of a sudden she's like, "Don't don't go anywhere. They'll find you and they'll eat you." And initially, you think like she's talking about maybe like a Japanese demon. You think it's gonna be like ha 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 funny, but then it goes into like. They, they find the dogs and they crush them under their feet and they make them into doggy burgers, basically, and they eat them. Yeah. And you're just like, this is horrible. Like, it's all like you see the guts and the intestines. It, it's very, very, like, graphic. I mean, and that doesn't <laughs> bother me, but I know it can bother a lot of people, especially since they were, like, cute little white puppies. And you're just like, oh, my God. But you kind of understand why it's been deleted. Like, Japan was like, delete this. Delete this so fast. Um, that's one of those weird ones where, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to do special effects. So I became a big fan of like, of classic horror movies and stuff like that. So there's the special effects, a little child inside me that's like, I need to see that. And then there's a part of me that goes, I don't want to watch puppies get crushed. That's messed up. I know. It was the worst. Like they were like, they were setting you up for it. They're like, so the next, uh, clip's going to be kind of graphic. They deleted it for a reason. Um, so it's called Shoujo Tsubaki, if you guys want to try and look that up. Um, and the the uh, the uh, the protagonist's name is Midori, and she's trying to raise these puppies. But there's a lot of other stuff that's really graphic and stuff like that. Um, then there was Gigigi no Kitaro, which was this kind of cutesy anime at first. There's been two remakings. I think it's from, like, the early 1900s, so, like, 1910, 1920. And it's in this black-and-white setup. And it's these tiny little mischievous spirits, which we all actually know the Japanese spirits, as mischievous, as mischievous as they want to try and pretend to be, they actually will kill humans. Like, yep. you can't sugarcoat it. They will lead you to your death. Um, and so Gigigi no Kitaro is, like, has, like, the most catchy, annoying, like, opening. It's like, gi, 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 gi no gi. And it is the most annoying theme song. In the world, but it is caught in my head. It's been stuck in my head since we saw the horror panel. So um, it's really cute. It's been remade twice, though. Like, they remade it in, like, the 1960s to be the Gigi no Kitaro. So it was still kind of cutesy. Like, they still brought the same animation back. Um, and and then in, like, 1990 or, like, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, they brought it back. And they remade it in a way that it was much more adult, much more visceral, and not so cutesy. So if you guys want to look up those anime, it's Gigigi no Kitaro and um, Shoujo Subaki is the other one I mentioned before. Um, other than that, it was really cool. They mentioned a lot of anime that I had seen before. Um, in I got to sit in there. Um, I'd stolen my husband's phone because my phone is just a little too old to play Pokemon Go. So during the panel, I was learning all <laughs> about horror, and I was I sat in the back because I'm not an asshole. Like I will, I will be good, and I will be a good attendee. And if I am playing with my phone, I sit in the back. Um, cause I respect people. And so I was playing and I, my friend was getting angry at me because my GPS didn't update. And so I was right between two Pokestops and his phone for some reason didn't show those Pokestops. So I was just grabbing some Pokeballs, catching some Pokemon, grabbing Pokeballs, catching the Pokemon. Cause we all know when you're at a con, <laughs> lures will be on all the Pokestops almost 24 seven. Yep. Just saying. Um, other than that, it was really just kind of a calm day. It went pretty smoothly. There were a few technical glitches with our IT and stuff, but the IT staff like was amazing this year. They did a great job. So other than that, I, I enjoyed the horror panel, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I guess we can, I'll, I'll kind of mediate, and we can kind of move on to Saturday. Um, so Ari, if you want to talk about your Saturday. Uh, let's see. You know, 
Well, I got up kind of early because I wanted to check out the uh, free breakfast buffet that was down at the this little, I guess, bar that was connected to the hotel. It was okay. Yeah, I guess okay is kind of a nice term for it. It was mediocre. It was not even mediocre. It was it was below what I was expecting it to be, considering. Um, because nothing like, you know, flavorless waffles to really kind of just make your morning bland. Yeah, I'm guessing that they had some kind of issue last year with people just fucking up and and going way overboard with the uh, with the waffle mix. Because the woman, like there was a woman there saying, like, who wants waffles? And she was, you know, filling up the cup with the waffle batter and, fill, and pouring it in herself. Yeah, and then they just had the the ones that were made just in a big pile, and you could just grab, and, and it's fine. I mean, it's, look, it's nice to have the waffles and all. They had bagels there. They had fruit there. But just, I don't know. I guess I was expecting more. I've been to other convention hotels that had this option, and the food was just a step above, and this one was just kind of like, it felt half-assed to me, I guess. What hotel was this? The Radisson. Okay. Because the Hilton had something like that. They had, like, a $19 deal for, like, a... Belgian waffle and eggs and all that stuff. But I think it varied via hotel. And I think at the end, um, the way that it felt to me or to some of my friends was that they were just trying to nickel and dime to get the last money that they could before the convention that brought them $11 million a year left the area. So <laughs> I think a lot of people had different experiences with the meals and stuff. But, you know, this is why I bought and went to a grocery. I got food from an, you know, from a supermarket on the way down. I bought... You got like half a dozen um, things of like of like cookies and crackers and whatnot. Only cost like ten bucks, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to get a deal like that. Um, I was Ash Ketchum and Hoen on f- Saturday, and that was another hot cosplay, mostly because the sleeveless hoodie and the pants are fleece. Oh God. Any so you're not saying it was popular. You were saying that you were roasting in the armpit that was Baltimore this weekend. Yeah. And I uh, compromised by ha- by pinning my Pikachu, my stuffed Pikachu to the back of the hat, which which worked out a lot better because I can never, you know, get the alignment right on the if one have them on my shoulder, and plus it doesn't make the makes the back backpack not sit properly. That ended up working out good. Ironically enough, on Friday, I found someone cosplaying Delia, you know, Ash's mother. Oh, that's rare. Which I did get a picture of. And I honestly did not see her that day. Hmm. Uh, Goddammit. See, I have the guidebook app on my phone, which I'm using to uh, double check the uh, panels I went to. Yeah, I've been doing that too. I have my but notes. Unfortunately, here. this one's all. This. this iteration is all schizophrenic because even if I so much as tilt it, you know, go from horizontal to vertical, it goes from my schedule back to the full schedule. Oh, I don't have that problem with my phone. Yeah. Weird. One thing I found that I liked about the new schedule is it actually allowed you to like click on the events you wanted to go to, and it, and it actually sent alarms to your phone. Oh yeah, that's what guidebook has yeah. always done. Oh, yeah. I never used it before this year, so yay! The one thing I do like about Otacon is that they've had this guidebook app at least for a couple of years. So I used it last year. I used it this year. I don't know how many years before that it 
they had it. Um, but so many cons don't, and it drives me up the wall because it's such a useful app. I heard it's really expensive anyway. After the first no, is it year. really? You have to I, license it for a set of years and stuff like that, just for upkeep purposes and things of that nature. But anyway, Jared, moving on to your Saturday. Uh, well, I'm not done with mine. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, Ari. Sorry. You just got through his morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was your morning. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I went to a whole bunch of different panels. One, like some of the more memorable ones were 40 years of Super Sentai, which was was just a fun history to go through. And, uh, oh, I went to one that showed weird Japanese commercials. Always fun. Including, including ones that uh, were found on Japander, which starred Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, a, uh, this was new to me, but an entire series involving Nicolas Cage shilling pachinko. <laughs> now I need to find those. And believe it or not, it was not the weirdest Nicolas Cage thing I had seen that entire weekend. Oh. Earlier on, there was a guy running around as Nicolas Cage's character from the Da Vinci Code movies. Nicolas Cage isn't in the Da Vinci Code movies. Or, or the that's, one where Tom National Hanks. Treasure. National oh, Treasure. Okay, National Treasure. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got I got this confused because it's all about. You know, they're both books by, you know, Reddit doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Well, Dan Brown didn't do National Treasure. That's based off of another stupid myth that no one believes in. But, yeah. But anyway, basically he had a a massive framed, you know, copy of of the Declaration of Independence. And whenever someone took his picture, he mailed this loud Hank Hill like "oh" gas to uh, imitate, I guess, his facial expressions and whatnot. And I really had to get a picture of him. I wish I wish I'd seen this guy. This guy sounds amazing. I was, you know, like on the third floor, and I heard him up on the fourth floor. I was talking to someone. It was actually second floor for me and third floor for him. It was like. I heard him like, oh, and my ears perked up. I'm like, wait, I got to get a picture of this guy. And I found him after a little while. I have a soft spot for that movie because it is the uh, basis for my first award-winning AMV. So for me, like, I just have a soft spot for National Treasure. That's... And because I couldn't help myself and because, hey, meta humor, I went to a panel on the... Like that had a there was a Q and A with the Pokemon voice actors, which is always fun. It was a you know Sarah Natoshini, um, Avon Pascal, you know the newer people, the ones who are talking about the latest parts with the Pokemon X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it was it was all right up until about the last five minutes or so. Because somebody got up there, because like, you know there's a nice long line in fr- behind a microphone, and you know, asked them questions and stuff. And what happened was, well, the thing the one guy asked of a of the voice actors. Well, let me put it to you this way: five minutes later, like I was walking out, you know, because it was the end of the panel. 
and like me and three or four other guys were like ripping on this guy because what when sorry when one of them said excuse me could you avoid would you act out my creepy fetishes for us please there's always that guy who ruins like those kind of voice actor panels or or girl there's there's females that can do that too actually it was, it was like it was a guy who was a huge amor shipper yeah just ash and serena yeah uh, you, you're not a fan of that are you no i'm just not a fan of people asking for voice actors to do act shit out like their that. creepy yeah. fetishes that's just disrespectful I agree. Oh, the funniest thing is that the one guy there was like michael is Michael Licio Jr. L I S C I O. Um, he vo- he voices Clement, and where I was sitting was I was you know there was the aisle and I was on like one side of the aisle and directly across from me was another Ash cosplayer. And and when he heard this guy you know in his uh, request he looked over at us and I'm pretty sure he he was looking at us like I am so sorry you guys. Because the other, we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, wait, what? Yeah, it, it got super cringy. Yeah. I thought you were going to. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, it's just really sad when a panel has to end like that. I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say, you were going to mention the Digimon troll that apparently was going around to different Pokemon panels and being like, Pokemon sucks, Digimon's number one. Because I had that heard about him too. That been as bad. Yeah, I mean that's not as cringy, but it's still an asshole move. Given the t- like, given you know, f- you know, Phantom Rivalry Instigator versus guy who tries to make the voice actors act out their creepy f- ships, I'll take the former. But there is some Pokemon good, like good Pokemon related news for me. I was just wandering around the dealers, the artist, no, the dealers room, the dealers room on a lark, just looking at all the different you know T-shirt sellers and whatnot. And at this one corner, there was this one T-shirt sale, and I look up at the display, and it was like a fucking ethereal chorus was playing in the back of my line because I look up, and there it is, you know, an outline of Lugia, and it says Team Harmony. I'm Cute. Like, oh, trust me, if, if it was an anime, I'd have like big fucking stars in my eyes looking at that. Versus me, where uh, uh, Scarlet wants me to do a masquerade skit, where as Giovanni from Team Rocket, I'm not only make fun of the three main uh, Go teams, but then just start ripping on Harmony completely. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. It's either going to cause people to be really, really happy or piss off the entire audience. Well, you'll piss off one. Th- well, you would piss off one, th- one third of the people in the audience, the instinct people, then the mystic people, then the valor people. And then you'd pretty much piss off everyone else who does not like this whole ri- this whole team rivalry shit. The saddest part is I'm like one of the five people who decided to join Team Instinct. So, uh, you know, it's uh, losing the five people who could potentially be my friends is really sad. Anyway, the first place, I, the first one I went to, they didn't have my size. And they said, like, there's, an- there's another one of our uh, associates, you know, two dials down and so I went over there and I found it and they actually had it. One of my size, there was either 3X or 5X. And I said, what's the 3X look like? And I like take it and I end up trying it on and the 3X fits me just fine. So I just snatched up the 3X and walked out of there. 
This is the first piece of merch I bought at a convention in a long time. That's cool when you can find something like that that really speaks to you. Well, it started out as just a piece of fan art on DeviantArt. And it's turning into this mover or, yo, like, not only is the this whole pissing contest between Pokemon Go players stupid, but there's an entire movie that details why Articuno, Moultries, and Zapdos fighting is a very, very bad thing. Yeah, it's the second movie. Yeah, it's also one of my favorite of the Pokemon movies. I really do like that one, too, actually. I haven't seen it in a while, but I actually really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. I like most of the movies, come to think of it. <laughs> so they start to, there's a couple that are dumb, but for the most part, I like a lot of those. Though the, though the water's great guardian will arise to quell the fighting, he will look at these three and like, oh, god damn it, what are you idiots going on about now? But yeah, I was really happy that I got that Team Harmony shirt. Nice. I'm glad that they had some merchandise for that. I was a little worried that it was all just going to be like fried chicken barbecued chicken and, and and frozen chicken um which is hilarious by the way um <laughs> i love the parodies the parodies are hilarious i just i loved the art when it came out i was just like yes this is exactly what i think of them um, and then i saw one guy another guy in a team harm sure i was just like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you guys shared know. a look you guys had a bromance moment locked eyes from across the room Woo! We're the, like, you the man, no, you the man, no, you the man. <laughs> oh, that's cute. It's finally, like, someone else gets it. Well, but, well, you know, when you've seen people get into shouting matches and fistfights because one of them didn't pick the same team as everybody else, you get a little disenfranchised. Well, yeah, I, I mean... I haven't seen that at all. I have. It's not fun. It's the trolls, yeah. honestly. It's the trolls. It really is. There is the I'm talking healthy... like actual friends of mine getting it, like getting into altercations like mm. this. It's there's the friendly competition. Like I'm team Mystic, but I'm not going to be an ass because I've got friends who are team Instinct and I've got friends who are team Valor, and we all get along fine. So I'm definitely pro team Harmony. But like it, it's really there's the healthy competition that's like pushing everyone to do better, and then there's the trolls that just want to see everything on fire. Um, so you're just you're going to have that no matter what because everybody's going to have different opinions of things. And there are people who just like to watch the world burn. Um, so, yeah. I'm glad that you found the merch though. That's really awesome. Mm. I still might. I still have prototypes of my inbox of a baseball Jersey style. I might want to get done, but it, that's going on the back burner. Now that I have, you know, something a lot cheaper and more yeah. readily available. So, yeah, that's all Friday. That's all Saturday went for me. Okay. Uh, my Saturday was the worst day of the con for me. Um, I, I got to go back a little bit to Friday, something I didn't talk about. I'll just be brief. So Friday evening or afternoon evening, I cosplayed a Serpico from Berserk, which is great, except for it's Renaissance clothing, so it's three layers. So I sweated myself half to death by the time uh, Friday was over. So Saturday, I was already not feeling that great. And the one thing I kept running into on Saturday was panel rooms three and four have room for like, oh, I don't know, 25 people. So even, you know, being pressed like I am, I can't get a seat in there if it's already maxed out. If it's maxed out, I can flash my badge all I want. They go, we got room capacity, sorry. So for me, a lot of panels I wanted to hit that were in those rooms were inaccessible. 
And I just, it felt like that day was just bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. I did hit a few things that were, were highlights. Um, began the day dressed as uh, Otakon uh, from, or Otakon, Otakon, Otakon at Otakon. That's what I do. Um, I love Metal Gear Solid, so it was fun to actually bring that back and wear him again. And I go from two and I carry around the parrot. It's fun. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase HubCap. But I got to see at least a few interesting panels. There's a decent mecha panel they did uh, that had uh, all sorts of weird, like, themes. So they do, like, you know, dumbest rivalry and had, like, three different series that they mentioned that had really dumb rivalries. Or uh, they had parity, P-A-R-R-O-T, like the bird, hyphen Y. Um, which is like the best birds, <laughs> like bird mascots, which I don't count this as a mecha series, but one of the people in the panel chose uh, Silverhawks <laughs> to be on that list. And I'm like, okay, I give you points for the old school Silverhawks, but that's totally not an anime. Um, overall, kind of a good panel. Uh, just kind of fun for that kind of style, because you just see different people and how they view different themes. And, oh, these are best couples. These are best uh, weirdest weapons, which included the Statue of Liberty cannon from G Gundam, which I totally forgot about. And the person who even chose that said, I forgot about this until every time I watch this show and I get to this point and they use the Statue of Liberty cannon. And I'm like, oh, right, the Statue of Liberty cannon, the dumbest weapon in Mecha ever. Weaponizing uh, landmarks is fun. It is. Uh, have you ever, it, ever heard of the game Metal Wolf Chaos? Yes, I have. I love that game. I just so wish I had this. So you know the Alcatraz canon then? Yeah. Same principle, uh, only it's out on the West Coast. Yeah, and, and for those who aren't familiar with G Gundam, the Statue of Liberty canon is literally um, the Statue of Liberty, but its arm with the torch has been modified to shoot a big-ass laser into space. Or, I guess... I guess maybe its arm could turn to shoot other countries, but it, it they in that episode shoot it into space to blow up the bad guys. Ha, spoiler: they fail because you got to send a bunch of Gundams in to actually fight the bad guys. You can't just kill them with a super laser that should probably kill them. Uh, it's just Gundam, after all. It is Gundam, yeah. If, if it's not one-on-one -on -one combat, you can't actually win the war. Which I guess is a Japanese thing, saying super weapons don't succeed in winning wars. You know, except for World War II, where super weapons totally won the war. Just saying, whatever. Um, that panel was followed by a panel called Before They Were Stars, which was about a lot of popular mangaka and some of their earlier works that were more popular in Japan or that just people didn't know about. So, you know, talking about like Akira Toriyama with Dr. Slump, Rumiko Takashi with Utsura Yatsura. Um, God, a handful of other names who did, oh, um, of course, uh, Araki, Araki and uh, who did Jojo and his work on uh, Bayo and, and stuff like that. So kind of some cool series that they talked about, including the guy who did Hikaru no Go. One of his earlier projects was a like yo-yo series and it got made into an anime. And I totally want to see this yo-yo series because the little clip he played was just the most over the top yo-yoing ever. And I'm not a huge fan of sports anime or even like let's play a stupid children's game animes. But when you make them so stupid and over the top that, like, two people are doing, like, walk the dog and they're, like, staring each other down with, like, death glares, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of in because this has gotten so stupid. It has actually made its way around to being awesome. Um, you, you know the origins of a yo-yo, right? How it's originally a weapon? Yep. 
you did you played some tricks and the, your opponent got so bored they killed themselves. Not that kind of weapon. <laughs> yes, I know it was a weapon. I played Star Tropics. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else is kind of cool on this list here. Oh, one of the panels I thought was kind of weird is that they did like an Oticon financial status panel. And that was one of those kind of like, really? But it's kind of cool. The guy talked about the budget and how it all works and why they're going to Washington and all sorts of stuff like that. It was, it was interesting. A little bit dry, I mean, because it's a lot of financial talk, so it's not the most exciting kind of panel, but it's kind of cool to see that kind of openness with uh, with the audience. You know, Anime Expo will never have a panel like this, you know. Uh, Katsukon probably won't have a panel like this. I know a lot of cons that will do, are not brave enough to say, this is how much money we made last year, this is what it went to, you know, this is this is the reason for this, this is the reason for that. And I really did like that openness and saying, no, we're completely transparent. When we have the numbers, we'll tell you. If you if you want to know our numbers and what money we brought in and what we're spending it on, I love that. That that I respect that so much. And um, I guess uh, after that, Ari and I uh, we were both at the uh, sci-fi video games that are forgotten panel. Uh, yeah, we ended up being at different parts in different sections of the room for a while. Yeah. And then I shifted over, kind of over to you, because uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay, and I decided I was going to stay instead of go to something else. And glad I did. A lot of a lot of interesting games I hadn't heard of. I took some notes on some of those games. And of course, because uh, you mentioned it earlier, they did. Uh, the guy did close the panel with Metal Wolf Chaos, which I'm like, everyone needs to at least watch clips of this game on YouTube because it is amazing, and I wish I owned it. Oh, that. That reminds me, I, might have, I think I did leave that panel early because I went to uh, see Plus Two Comedy stand-up. Yeah, you, you left uh, with like the last two or three games left on the list. And there's a lot of things he talked about that I, I figured were going to be on that list, like Snatcher. Um, like, uh, I was kind of surprised Fist of Mars, uh, um, Zone of the Enders Fist of Mars was on there. I love that game. Uh, that's one of actually my favorite uh, tactical games on the on the Game Boy Advance. And no one, I'd never met anyone who even had heard of it. So actually seeing it on there, I was like, oh my gosh, all the memories. Plus it came, uh, what he didn't bring up is that it has a lot of choice things that you don't even realize are choices. Like when you take on some of the rival characters, if you choose not to fight them and just actually kill all the subordinates, some of those characters can be recruited later in the game. I didn't know that. And I go, because I'm such a Super Robot Wars junkie, I go in the rule of I got to kill Char Asnable first because he's going to be such a pain in the ass if all my characters are low on power after taking out all his subordinates. So I to use that mentality when playing Fist of Mars, and okay, I'm going to take out the commander as quickly as I can, because when you're sitting there and you're out of power and your life is low, suddenly, you know, that guy's just one-shotting all your teammates, and then it's going to be expensive to rebuild all your mechs. So it's like, no, 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 not letting you get an upper hand. Uh, and then after I beat the game, I was like, oh, you can recruit this person if you don't kill them on the follow on the stage, you know, 24 or 32. And I'm like, oh, well, damn, <laughs> I didn't know that. But a good panel. And that was kind of like the last good thing that happened after that. I was going to go to the Jojo gathering. I cosplay as Jotaro, which I switched to later in the afternoon. And the gathering was just a complete mess. It was down by the fountain area. It was... A decent, an okay amount of cosplayers, but like so many photographers and random people that not only was the stench overwhelming, but when they're calling series three and I'm trying to push my way through people and can't, it's, it's so 
thick in terms of people. I cannot make my way to where I'm supposed to stand with the other cosplayers to a point that I almost like threw my hat on the ground and started stomping on it because I was just so frustrated and I need to like break something. <laughs> and I just was like, no, you know what? It's not worth it. Screw it. I'm out. And I just like walked away and I went upstairs and just kind of like opened up my DS and just started gaming and just like, you know what? I'm going to play Zero Escape and forget that the world exists until I can go out and get some food and stuff. And I ended up not uh, really having food. I was just in such a crap mood uh, for most of the rest of the night up until I got back to the hotel and kind of was able to talk it out a little bit and, and hang out with Ari a bit and have uh, finally have dinner at like midnight over in Ari's room, uh, just talking out my problems and my frustrations of the day. But it's just such a frustrating day and it was just such a black mark. And I don't, I don't hold a lot of that against Otakon, honestly. Like the small panel rooms are small panel rooms. It happens. A gathering going bust. I've had that at plenty of other cons, but it just, it was all these negative things plus me being tired that just added up to me being like, at the end of the day, I was like, I'm done. I'm packing. I just don't even want to do day three. Um, spoiler, I totally did day three, but I, at, at, when it got to about eight, nine o'clock, I was just like, I'm freaking, or no, it was more like nine, 10 o'clock. I was like, I'm freaking done with this panel or done with this con. I'm done with Baltimore. I don't want to do this anymore. And it took uh, a couple of people to talk me down and get me to like relax finally. And, you know, it's just, okay. yeah, I, I, I've had that before at other cons and I have walked away from other cons. I've done that at anime expo and a couple other ones where I was like, Nope, I'm done. I'm going home. Um, I call it, I call it pulling an Axel Rose because there's stories where he would halfway through a concert. If the mic wasn't tuned the way he wanted it, or the audience wasn't acting the way he wanted them to act, he would just throw the mic on the ground and say, I'm done and just leave. Mm -hmm. And I pulled, I pulled that with panels and I've pulled that with uh, certain events. And I almost pulled that with Baltimore, if not being talked down by, again, multiple people. So thank you to the people who helped talk me down, including you, Ari. Thank you. Thank you for, for the hospitality. Um, go, going back really to the uh, plus two guys, um, one of them, I believe, uh, I forgot his name, I think Zach, the, the smaller guy, he uh, got, he ended up winning a <clears throat> pro wrestling training scholarship with Chikara. Which, nice. I love Chikara. Yeah, it's a it's a northeast indie promotion. It's it's very it's more cartoonish than a you know WWE is at its uh, most cartoonish, but it's still entertaining and wrestling's really good. It's and, one of the reasons I like Chikara is because of how cartoonish it is. And he talked about how in his first match with the with the cosplay with a cosplay wrestling troupe, he was dressed up as Mr. Game and Watch against a Luigi. And on the very first, the very first move in a match where they were supposed to lock up, he he botched that, and Luigi's forearm ran right into his face, and he got a concussion off of that. Oh man! Worked the match, then went and did a comedy, a a stand-up routine sometime later, and people came up to him and said it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard from him, and he doesn't. And he doesn't remember a damn thing of what happened. Mm. At that moment, it's like, oh, thank you. Did, did you record it? Because <laughs> I'd <laughs> like to watch it again myself, you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's that's rough when you, you know, I, I like the fact that he was a worker and actually went through with the match. I, I always, that kind of fortitude is always a huge thing in my book. Uh, what did you guys do for Sunday or Sorry, Ichigo. We're forgetting Ichigo, yeah. 
It's cool, man. It's all good. Mine is kind of boring, so I don't. It's cool. Um, I'm just going to be really quick. Um, <laughs> I Well, I just spend a lot of time in the Hilton, so that's literally, literally all I do. Um, though we do try to get out and have dinner on Saturday. So that was the most exciting thing we did. We wrapped up about 8 o'clock for Maid Cafe because my day is just Maid Cafe. And um, at night, because we're a team, I try to make it like a family. And so we all have a big dinner. And it was kind of our going away dinner, so it was really, really sad. Um, but we go to this, like, mom-and-pop-style Korean barbecue place in town. So we went, and we had, like, 21 people. So we had to create this convoy of cars that went over to this place that was like 15 minutes drive from the convention center. So we had to get like an Uber and like arrange cars and stuff. But other than that, we went out and everybody kept buying me shots. I, uh, it was crazy. Um, so I, I was good though. I didn't overdrink. I, I didn't need to be hangover made mama on Sunday. So that was basically my Saturday night. We all got back safely and everybody had a good time. So that's what mattered to me. Um, I know that it was kind of crazy because it, it was really an armpit. It was really an armpit of a weekend, unfortunately. The mugginess really didn't disperse until Monday. And even then, like, as I was getting ready for my drive, it was still really, really hot. Um, so we can move on to Sunday. So, Ari, if you want to go on Sunday and then your, like, final notes, we'll finish up and wrap up. I didn't do a whole lot on Sunday. Just, you know, dicked around at a game room, took a handful of photos, and just man managed to... Uh, Get everything packed away and tried to and tried to get out of the uh, city and out of the parking garage with a as small as a payment as possible. I the place where I parked was about a block and a half away because because you know fuck paying thirty two dollars a night. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the ice cold water guy I know I just know made a killing that weekend. Because of how hot and muggy everything was. Uh, overall, I'm I'm gonna miss you know the convention being in Baltimore. It was like the only reason I would go down to this that city. But uh, you know, going to DC is gonna be an adjustment, but I don't see why I wouldn't like it. You know, I'll have to judge Otakon and DC on its own merits, not just and not just keep comparing it to a. Uh, Baltimore every other every time it comes up, otherwise it'll just cheapen the experience. Yeah, it will. You gotta gotta go in with an open mind when it's a new location. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, wanna... you get. Oh, I was go gonna ahead. say. Otherwise, you get like the idiot, and I, I'm gonna call them idiots because they they are. Um, Anime Expo used to be in Anaheim, which is near Disneyland. For those who don't know California geography, now it's in the heart of Los Angeles by the Staples Center. Uh, at the LA Convention Center. And it, they had to move because the numbers of people going to Anime Expo were getting to absurd levels that the Anaheim Convention Center could not hold. However, once it moved there, half the local attendees, if not more, were doing the whole, it should stay in Anaheim, it was better there, it's stupid out here, I don't like it out here, and kept comparing it. And so I was like, look, the area in Anaheim is nicer, yes. And there's Disneyland there, so if you get bored and you want to just go to downtown Disney or if you have an annual pass like some of us do, Go and just go say, oh, Expo sucks. I'm heading to. I'm gonna go to you know ride a uh, Splash Mountain, or what have you. But you know they they didn't even give Expo in LA a chance. And I always thought that was kind of dumb because they needed the space, and you should have at least base it on its own merits. Not I liked the old location more. And so I was like, no, you guys are dumb. You have to go in with an open mind. You can't just immediately be I don't like this already. Because it's going to paint exactly how you view the con, you know. If 
I, there's certain conventions I've gone to where I'm like, I hate this con. Do I have to go to it? And once I get there and I start, you know, sometimes I've, I've had my opinion completely changed. But for the most part, if you go in with a negative attitude, you're going to leave with a negative attitude. It's just kind of how it is. And if you want a soft core start to the new location for Otacon for next year, AwesomeCon happens kind of in March, and AwesomeCon is the exact same location. It's a comic book and sci-fi convention, but you can definitely come check it out. There are anime cosplayers and stuff like that going, and there's a lot of artists and stuff that do anime-style works and things of that nature. So you can definitely check out AwesomeCon, and it's a good, like, slow start because they don't take up the whole convention center yet. They only take up a part of it. So you can see the actual space and how it functions. Um, but, yeah. That's a good advice. I, I didn't even think about that because uh, I don't I don't know many of the cons in that area. So that's actually that's kind of cool. I, if I was closer, I'd actually probably do that. I mean, if you guys ever want to know stuff about the East Coast, y'all can hit me up. <laughs> well, I used to live out there. It's just I didn't I lived in New England, so I yeah. know that area better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten up there yet, but I'm hoping to soon. Anyway, um, Ari, are you good? You got yeah, everything? Good. What was your overall view of the con? Like, like I said, I, I really liked it. You know, aside from the issues with checking in, everything else went really nice. And I can't wait to, can't wait to uh, get a new start in D.C. All righty. So, Jared, um, how'd your Sunday go? And then your wrap ideas. My, my Sunday was a lot better than my Saturday. Uh, it was just because I could kind of... I mean, the morning was packing and getting our stuff set up with concierge and what have you, just to get that out of the way, which isn't the most fun thing in the world to do, but it was good to just get it done and off my mind. Uh, Sunday, I cosplayed as Giovanni from Pokemon because it's one of my iconic ones. In fact, I believe my Facebook cosplay page is actually under the name Boston Giovanni right now. Uh, I don't run my own page, so I'm not, I can't confirm that, but I'm fairly certain it's under Boston Giovanni at this point. And uh, Scarlet went as Persian, so we had a bunch of people being like, oh my god, Giovanni in Persian! So it was, it was nice having that. Uh, dark, heavy suit in that sun and heat is not the most fun thing in the world, but, you know, you, I, I somehow survived that. Um, you did my dealer's hall run, picked up a Conti collection figure, because I wanted to treat myself, because I felt like I just, you know, rough, rough Saturday, I needed something to make me smile. Uh, went to the arts auction. That was kind of cool. I always like doing that. Everything gets way out of my price range, and I don't really have any room right now for a new fancy poster or painting, but there's some cool stuff they had at that. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else. Sunday was a really light kind of day, but there were... I guess the cool highlight for me came actually... Uh, well, okay, okay, I'll, I'll cover it. Okay, so I went to closing ceremonies, which was really short. I always forget how short their closing ceremonies are. It's like, hey, I hope you enjoyed this year. Next year's theme is going to be, you know, spies. And also, here's our first guest, which was, of course, Vic Mignogna, because he goes to every con, so wow. Uh, but after that is the gripe session. And the gripe session at Otacon is interesting, because usually it goes as follows. Oh my God, it was hot. Turn off the sun next year. <laughs> uh, but this year you didn't have that many people arguing about that because a lot of the line con did not go outside. Uh, almost at all, I don't think. So a lot of people didn't complain about the heat, you know, while in line kind of aspect of the heat. But 
eventually I did what I've been doing at a lot of cons, which is I got in line myself. Because for those who probably don't know, which I assume is the majority of the audience, I do a panel on the history of Lupin III. Well, being a Lupin III historian, I know that the comic came out in 1967, which means next year is the 50th anniversary. So I want to totally do a huge 50th anniversary thing at however many cons I can possibly do it at. Not just me doing a 50th anniversary panel, but if I could get, you know, English voice actors, Japanese voice actors, uh, directors, producers, anyone, just even one guest. I'm not asking for monkey punch. Dude's 11D. I don't really feel it'd be a good idea to fly him out to be at my panels. But, um, you know, I, I would love to have someone there so we could actually have a, you know, a more of a discussion panel unless, and you have my history panel is its own thing, but have an actual celebration panel. So I pitched it to them. And while pitching it to them, there was a person apparently like a little bit further behind me lifting up Lupin DVDs and like, you know, waving them in the air. When gripe session was over, that guy came up to me and said, oh, by the way, I'm the head of a video room, uh, whatever number it was, that was showing classic anime. He's like, I I'm in charge of that. And, you know, if you if you want someone to help you out with this, if you want us to, you know, you want to get involved in maybe uh, giving a discussion thing before one of the movies, you know, let me know. And I handed him my card. So that was kind of a cool, like, you know, obviously this, the staff of Otakon is not planning programming yet. They're not planning guests yet. I just, I suggested at the end of all the things to put the little little thought in their heads when they go to sleep, they're going to have a dream of like me with like a bunch of Lupin actors, directors, artists, etc. And then they go, we need to do that. Uh, but it was cool just knowing that some member of the staff was, I totally support you and I'd love to do a bunch of Lupin stuff for next year. So that put me in a kind of a really happy mood and really helped me end the con on a super good note. And, you know, that... Uh, you know, it began good and it ended good. And really, that's, I think, what matters most. While my Saturday was miserable and, you know, it happens. I've been to plenty of cons where I've had a bad day here or a bad day there. But it really, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm leaving with a with much more of a happier outlook than I, than I thought I was going to. When Saturday started turning bad for me, I was like, well, Sunday's just going to suck, too. And what's the point? And why should I? I can't believe it. This is the last year it'll be in Baltimore and it sucks for me. And, you know, it, it turned around. And while there were mistakes, I don't really blame Otakon for those mistakes. You know, small rooms are small rooms. What are you going to do? Uh, the cosplay gathering areas are really kind of claustrophobic. You know, it happens. But there's other cons I could mention that have those same two problems. So I can't hold it against them. The Baltimore Convention Center is the Baltimore Convention Center. The heat outside prevented a lot of gatherings from going outside. You know, it, it is what it is. And because of that, I'm actually looking forward to the new location because I keep hearing, oh, it's, it's much larger. There'll be bigger panel rooms, better places for the cosplay gatherings. And so, you know, hearing that and having you know, a staffer come up to me and talk to me about, you know, my panel idea and things like that really just make you go, you know what? I really like this con and I like the staff of this con. The staff has been generally friendly. Some members of security were a little rough around the edges, but, you know, that's security at every con. You know, and I got to admit, I really do like that Baltimore area. I'm not heat. I'm not keen on the heat, and I'm not keen on the humidity, but I like that area. There's something about it that's just I can't I can't put the right phrase for it. Like I don't know how to explain it. There's just like a vibe, just a really positive vibe around that area. 
Um, in fact, the only time we ever came across anyone who was kind of sketchy was while walking back to her hotel room, there was some creepy dude who was hitting on, like, every woman that was passing by. Uh. And that that was put us both in the mindset of, like, okay, we need to take a different route or something because this dude is just making everyone around this area feel uncomfortable. We only saw him one time while walking back to the hotel, so who knows where he went off to. But that one guy aside, every everyone else we met, even if they're just locals, they were super friendly and nice. And, you know, generally, I like how friendly everyone is. I don't know if it's like a Southern hospitality thing. I don't know if Maryland considers itself South. I don't think so, but I don't know because I don't live there. Some people have that twang, so I... I guess I consider it Southern, but I don't know. I like the friendliness. I love the staff of, of uh, the convention. Everyone I meet from the staff is super cool. They're super understanding. There's there's no stuck-up people. Um, in fact, the only stuck-up people I came across cosplay from a specific series that I'm not going to call out on this show because it's really unfair of me to do so. And anyone who has sat down and talked with me about cosplayers know there's a few series whose cosplayers I don't particularly like because they seem to mostly have a specific attitude. And this con had a lot of people dressed up from a specific series that had a major attitude problem. And, you know, I just don't let that bother me. You know, I say, you know what? I'm not cosplaying for that series. I'll just, if I see someone in that costume, it's a flag telling me, don't talk to that person. And maybe there were cool people who do cosplay for that series. Who knows? But, you know, it's, it's always the saying is always a few bad apples spoil the whole bunch. But the opposite is also true. A few good apples will just get hidden amongst all the bad apples. So, you know, I just avoid people from certain series, and I'm generally good. Uh, I know I'm rambling on a little bit. It's kind of weird, because my feelings are, are mixed, you know? I, there's so much I enjoyed. But yeah, obviously, being at a major point of, like, wanting to just rage quit the convention is not entirely, you know, something I could say is a experience that most people had. I think that's a very experience that I had because of certain negative circumstances that happened to me. And, you know, in my, when I do my written write-up for this convention, I'm not going to make that my, oh, I hate this con because I was, you know, feeling crappy one day. You know, it's no, because that was, that was on me. Sort of. Whatever. Anyhow, I'm looking forward to Washington and I, overall, I'm glad I went. And I think that's really the kind of the best thing you can say after a con is, I'm glad I went to this. And I'm going to miss Baltimore. And this, kids, is why you follow the 621 rule. Six hours of sleep a night, two full meals a day, and at least one shower for the sake of your fellow costumers and convention attendees. Um, and you stay hydrated. Very mm -hmm. important rule. <laughs> that was my hardest thing, actually, during the con, is staying hydrated. Um, three costumes that were not particularly... Well, two of, my two of my five costumes were not particularly, like, heat-friendly. So... <laughs> Yeah, hydrated, underlined three times. <laughs> um, so, for Ichigo, me, was... you get to eat two meals a day? You must be special. Uh, you're funny. Uh, <laughs> I forget to eat until my staff like shoves food in my face and goes, you need to eat this. And I go, wait, wait, I just have one more thing to do. And I put it down and it gets buried under paperwork. And then they're like, here's food. Eat this now. And I go, okay, I'll eat some stuff. A couple of, um, uh, a couple of quick side notes. Oh. The fact that yeah. you mentioned food like that, um, I remember AAC, I think it was the second year I went, and I met Serafita Cosplay, and 
I think it was through Twitter or Facebook, something about, you know, she's stuck at her booth and she's an artist alley. She's stuck at her booth and she's a little starving and, you know, and she needs like a pick me up. So I run up to the room, put together a quick care package and I bring it down and I'm just like, don't worry about it. Artemis got this covered. Oh, that's so sweet, Adam. Like, I've done artist alleys and stuff, too, where you're by yourself, and if you don't have anybody else to get you food, you're just kind of SOL. And it really sucks um, when you don't have competent staff, which was actually what I had this year. I had, I was comfortable. Like, to put over my weekend, just to be quick, because I know we had a lot of information drop, um, it was very good. It was a huge positive experience. It's what makes me want to keep doing this event that makes so many people happy and brings such happiness to fellow congoers that they get to come in and have kind of like this almost Disney princess like experience with the maids and butlers which is one way that I've heard it described um, and they get to just kind of relax from the convention and be served by these like I, it's exemplary customer service. It's basically just people being super nice to you and if you're having a crappy day sometimes that can change the complete outlook of your convention go uh, like your convention experience um I, I should have hit up the cafe on saturday i think that probably <laughs> would have put me in a much better mood we would have welcomed you with open arms and super super moe action um but yeah my sunday um was pretty uneventful we had two shifts and then we kind of wrapped up and we got packed up and everything um, it was sad because it is the last year that we're in Baltimore. However, it's coming down to my neck of the woods in D.C., so I'm really excited. We also are expanding to a ballroom, so we'll be able to accommodate more people, which is going to be crazy. Oh, my God. I just found out what I was comfortable staff-wise with for this smaller room we're in, and now I have to expand bigger. It's going to be scary, but I'm looking towards the future with a happy heart and open arms. So. All right. That's really awesome. I'm glad that y'all had some pretty good times and I'm also thankful y'all was able to cover for me, cover for the show while I was like laying down trying to get my bearings together so uh, given the time or, uh, let's see um, I will cover this really quick uh, comic market, comic cat attendance has hit over half a million people, wow, holy shit um, whoa Viz Media is putting the Ron will have OAVs and movies on Blu-ray. I think that's going to drop in September, so I have to make room on my shelf. Um, <laughs> 7-Eleven is having a thing where... 7-Eleven Japan is having a thing where you can make your own doujins. Uh Leave that to your mind as you will, and that goes double for you, Mako-chan. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a new Parappa the Rappa anime coming out. I believe the first episode airs this week. In. And this reminds Neat. me of the time that evidently the person who did the voice of Parappa in the video oh, games oh, actually oh. got into a pissing contest with some fangoer, and it's like evidently one of the best events on Neil Gaff's forums histories. I've read it a couple of times, and it's like, holy shit. But, um, I know we have the open forum topic, so we're going to skip that. I'm sorry, but, you know, we gotta push things along. But, um, I, I do want us to talk about strange news from Japan. So I, I think we're going to have a little fun with that. And then we're going to wrap things up for the show. Oh, man. Wait, wrong one. There we go. Well, Mako-chan, I, I, I think this is right up there. Especially the second article. I try. Honestly, you tried very well. So thank, thank you. you. No, no, no. Thank you. 
Alright, Ari, why don't you take the first story, and I think Ichigo should take the second. <clears throat> okay. And, and Jared, we'd love your opinion on these. Oh, sure, I'm, man, I'm always a man of opinions. Man arrested after returning to the convenience store to apologize for robbing it. <laughs> I love Japan. Police said Friday that they arrested a 29-year-old man on suspicion of robbing a convenience store after he returned to the crime scene to apologize. Katsutoshi Ozaki, a company employee from Tokyo's Edogawa Ward, is accused of robbing a convenience store in Misato, Saitama Prefecture, on July 20th. According to police, at the time of the robbery, he had pointed a knife at the store clerk, tied his hands and feet, stole 1.75 million yen from the store safe. He then fled the scene and had remained at large despite police efforts to find him. The man had changed drastically and Ozaki, apparently regretting his actions, returned to the convenience store at 11 p.m. on Wednesday to apologize to the staff. The convenience store staff contacted police, and Ozaki was arrested on the spot. Ozaki was quoted by police as saying that he desperately needed money to pay his debts, but was sorry for what he had done and wanted to apologize to the store staff. Wow. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, but the fact that he actually came back to apologize... Why can't more American criminals be more honorable, you know? If they were honorable, they wouldn't be criminals. True. Yeah, really. True. So, um, Ichigo. Okay, so a Japanese teen idol group disbanded following indecent behavior by producer as members slept. Um, it's not quite as comical as the others. It was very, like, ugh. It's a little bit scary. Following the breakup of SMAP. I like that. Um, okay, that part is a little funny because the name SMAP, I just, I can't even. S-M-A-P, I just, I don't even. Um, so Jap Japan's most iconic boy band looked to be the culmination of complex set of long-simmering disagreements between producers and production companies, as well as the group's members themselves sorting out where their greatest loyalties lie in the matter. So the situation that that had befallen the idol unit Nini, though, is much simpler and also sadder. Um, they're Nagoya-based, and they consisted of three members, Yuzuki, Nana, and Ito. Um, Yuzuki and Hirose were 19, and Uro Tora is 17. Um, unfortunately, um, during the time of this past week, when they were making live appearances um, and drumming up publicity for a concert that was going to be held later this month, they um, had their producer, who also doubles as their driver. He was ferrying the singers from one venue to another, and it saves the vocalists from having to fight the crowds and lets them get a little shut-eye along the way, um, because idle lifestyle leaves precious time for sleep. However, it turned out that the producer... Um, who had been identified by his surname is not the kind of person you should be closing your eyes around. Apparently, he committed some really heinous sexual harassment and sexual assault. So, um, they will be breaking apart because um, because of the producer and their bad experience and their experience as far as the indecent behavior of their producer. Um, they're still really young, though. They're 19 and 17, so they really have their full lives ahead of them. And uh, the news is basically reporting that it's really sad that they're going to um, be leaving the music career, but it's totally understandable considering what happened. Um, 
So I'm really sorry that they're going to be breaking up. I hope that they themselves find something rewarding and a good experience in the future, and that is never called for. So. Mm-hmm. It is one of those sad things, and you hear that story even not even from Europe, even from America, of you know producers or managers who do you know horrible things to their clients, and it's it's just sad to hear those kinds of stories happen. All right, let's take a look at this last one here. I, I think this is something that we've all had to deal with, more or less. I know I had to deal with this about 10 years ago when I went to California. My I made it to California, but my luggage ended up in New Orleans. Huh. Uh, was it trying to get the Mardi Gras? I was more pissed about the fact that there wasn't any beads in the bag when I went to get it. <laughs> it seems that A&A, and Upon Airways has sent over 5,000 passengers to their destinations without luggage one day. On August 11th, which is known as Mountain Day, and the beginning of the Oban holiday season, which is pretty cool, a staggering large number of passengers on their flights from Haneda Airport in Tokyo going to various locations across the country were shocked to find out that their luggage failed to appear. Well, instead of the crushing depression and size of why me, the passengers were more perplexed by the fact that everyone's luggage appeared to have gone missing as well. Instead of their belongings, arrivals in Oita Airport were greeted with a handwritten apology scrawled on a whiteboard. And it says... We are very sorry for the inconvenience today. Your baggage could not be loaded onto this flight because of a failure in the conveyor belt at Haneda Airport. As soon as your baggage arrives at Oita Airport, we plan to send it to you by courier. However, although we plan to send your baggage today, there's a lot of congestion at Haneda Airport. There is a possibility we cannot deliver your luggage today. Thank you for understanding. We are offering papers for you to fill in your address. Please pass the paper with your address to the attendant. And people were none too thrilled about this. And can't say I don't blame them at all. How do you fuck up this badly? I don't know, why don't you ask Delta? (laughs) That's always been one of my fears. And just because... I've heard other people who've had these kind of horror stories, and I'm always like, man, that'd be the worst thing ever. So every time I do a plane flight that has, like, a connection, I'm always, like, terrified that my bag is suddenly, like, in Kansas or something, and I'm not going to get it for, like, two, three days or what have you. Yeah, when it happened to me, I was very thankful for uh, my, my my West Coast bestie, Dark Sakura. She was right up the street from a Walmart, and I was like, bless that, that's always helpful. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I, I'm just... 5,000 pieces. There's some crazy numbers there. That is ridiculous. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to edit in the the final stuff, the final music for the show tomorrow. So 
now we can just go ahead and do our outro.
Jared, I have to thank you for being on the show tonight. I'm glad to be here. It's always fun. I haven't done the show in a while. I know. I have to apologize again for me not being at my best, but I do want to give special thanks to Mako-chan, Ari, and mm -hmm. Ichigo for keeping the show going while I was trying to while I was trying to get some type of rest in my system. One thing I have learned today, I am not drinking enough water. I have to start drinking at least three canteens of water and make it through the day instead of two. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They enter to another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, if we're telling you what we like and what we don't like, we're just telling you straight up from the heart. But if you want a paid opinion, our starting price is $10,000. Per person. <laughs> Come on. Mama and Papa gotta get paid around here. <laughs> Coffers kinda low. <laughs> oh yeah. If you have any uh, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, playing trains and automobiles for the show, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out animejamsession.com where we post our convention reports, links to our photos and videos. Our anime reviews and uh, Rose's Dorara review is up, so you definitely want to check that out. Our Otakon review should be up in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Yep. If you have any um, issues getting onto the site for our podcast, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention videos and highlight reels definitely want to swing by and check that out if you want to interact with us on youtube uh you can follow up me at youtube.com slash these on mess ari is at ari22682 mako chan's at jupe luna and you can find ichigo at ichigo gami so uh jared do you have a youtube page um scarlet rhapsody does have a youtube page it cool. is rhapsody rhapsody in scarlet ah i like that um, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here for updates on our website uh, when we're going live and other cool stuff and other important information that's in regards to the show and the site that you might need to know. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash Mass. Ari is at The Ari Man. Mako-chan is at Jovidea. Ichigo is at Ichigogami. And Jared, what's your Twitter? At Jared the Greek. Actually, you know what? Since I am at the computer, I sh I don't think I have you added, but I'm going to add you right now. Okay, it gave me the wrong Jared. God damn it, Twitter. Well, you'll know it's me because you'll see uh, my background is from Fire Emblem and my icon is a pit from uh, uh, Kid Icarus. It gave, me, um, it, it gave me Jared Leto. I was like, uh, no. But it looks like I'm already following you. I just got. I'm just. I'm going to turn on notifications, um, so I can see your tweets. I, I always feel bad because I never know who's following me, so I don't know how many of you guys I have and how many of you guys have me. Because I'm so. I, on Twitter, I'm always a uh, fire and forget person. I will put up post something and then totally forget to see if there's comments or anything like that oh. before I do my next post. So, uh, I'm trying to get better at that. I just. I'm always in a rush to do this, then this, then this. You know how it is. It's so good. 
Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I have to say to all of our fans on there, thank you so much for following us and liking the page. As long as you continue to like the page, we'll bring you a lot more content. I know things have been a little dry, but I have a slew of Anime Next photos that are going up. And special thanks to Ari for, get, for covering the uh, masquerade for me. You're welcome. Thanks, dude. And if you want to interact with us on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjronmez, or that Mess guy. I really should change that. Uh, Ari Rockefeller, Makoto, Mako Chankino, and Ichigo Gami, and I believe for Jared, it's Jared the Greek, right? Um, I th- think it's under Boston Giovanni right now, but it's better off if you want to know all our convention coverage and photos. Scarlet Rhapsody has a Facebook page. Check it out. Our photos for Katsukon... Uh, Kaskana, Otakon should be up, if not today, very, very soon. Hey, and don't you guys do a podcast, too? Uh, we do. We do a convention podcast called Zero Hour that will be getting recorded probably later this week. Awesome. And where can, they, where can fans find that? You can find it on the Scarlet Rhapsody website. It's the easiest way to find everything we post. Scarlet-Rhapsody.com And our written reports for... A bunch of the cons we've gone to are up, obviously, and then uh, Otakons is going to take a little time because we just got back to the to the West Coast and our mm-hmm. brains are all frazzled. I know that feeling. Now, as I've said, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30, but Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. Check out the Stubborn Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Buoy, Guys on the Show, and Pokestop Podcast. And I have to admit, Pokestop Podcast is a pretty cool one to listen to, so definitely check that out. So we're going to go around the room. Last words. Mako-chan! I'm going to have some cookies and milk and then go to bed. Mmm... Ari. oatmeal mm. with chocolate chips. Ooh, that's original. I like that. It's tasty. Ari. Yeah, I need to get to bed, too. I'm very tired. Mm, I know that feel. Ichigo. Well, I'm going to go do some laundry and get packed up for Hawaii this weekend. Ciao for now. Bring me, hook me up with a shot glass if you can. I'll do my best. Jared, last words, my friend. I kind of want to go to sleep too, but I'm on the West Coast, so I have a while to go and still work to finish up because, you know, convention work and nerd jobs never seem to ever stop. I know what I feel. And my last words is, sleep sounds good right about now. That is it. End of list. We're done. We're getting out of here. Um, standard fare for programming notes. We'll be here for the next few Tuesdays. I don't see us taking a break just yet. Um, Labor Day weekend, there may or may not be a show, depending on how I feel coming back from NDK, so it, y'all will be notified of it. So, we are getting out of here. Um, I, I'm fried. Okay. I am beyond fried. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And... And that's Jared. Oh, I can, I can mm-hmm. say good. Yep. I, I'm Jared. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Great fight. Great.
great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Jared. Oh, uh, so long, farewell, goodbye. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see. Now, say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. I am, honestly, I, I am just too tired to care. <laughs> just too tired. You guys have such a good rhythm there at the end that as the guest, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to join in? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're throwing oh, the baton, and the baton is just spinning and flying and spinning and flying. And no, it's it's one of those uh, Osmaga Dial moments Osaka. that I'm just getting okay. smacked in the head. I'll accept. That would work. Okay. I'll okay, allow quick, Mako-chan. Which character Okay, is we're getting out of here. Again. Thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Good night. Jamatane.